Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to a Cross Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. My guest today is Ronnie Green. He is the charismatic host of A Fishing Story with Ronnie Green. He is a graduate, because I'm from Texas. I always got to throw out that Texas connection. Yes, sir. He is a graduate of Texas Tech University where he ran track. Now, I didn't run track, so I was just a guy who watched people run track. He served as, uh, and I have to thank him for the U.S. Marine. He's a U.S. Marine Corps veteran and successful former executive in the corporate world, just like I used to be at IBM. So we have a lot of, we kind of got a lot of things in common, you know, Texas, he did the corporate thing and all that good stuff. Now he is a well-known fisherman, something I cannot do. <laughs> He's participated in multiple professional fishing circuits. He's a, indeed one of the top people in the world. Five years ago, he, since he was five years old, he's been fishing. I remember I started the little cane bake bank. Fishing. That's how I started in the business. His show has won over 32 awards total, including multiple tele awards in the premier honoring the premier's honoring of programming excellence in television and video. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass again, one of my dear friends, Mr. Ronnie Green. How you doing, sir? Rashawn, it's an absolute pleasure to see you again, man. We know when, when I, show, when I like always bring people like you on, right? I always got I'm introing, but I gotta play with the intro because you know you you're, you're such a unique individual with your skill set. Because how many black sure. fishermen? We know, like I said, I've I've fished. You know, there's a lot of black people mm-hmm. out there fishing, but professional black fishermen. That's a rare, it's like race car driving, you know, it's yes. like golfers, you know, there's a lot of black people out there golf, but when you turn on the TV, how many black people you see golfing? It's a lot of people out there, race cars, only you see is Bubba Wallace. And so mm-hmm. it becomes a very unique skill set because you can enjoy it, but when you start going to that next level, what makes you that unique African-American talent or black talent that's been able to break that ceiling? Well, I think one of the things is uh, fishing is a universal language. Mm-hmm. And if you understand how to navigate the world using that universal language um, and understanding the needs are needs, uh, no matter where you go and what you do, and fishing is fishing, 
I think it helps you to figure out how to uh, win in this industry. And I've been able to do that. And I'm so fortunate and blessed um, to be able to make a living doing it. And making a living. And so, you know, we, we last time I interviewed was smack dab in COVID, you know, came out of the George Forrest crisis. And so the world yes. was different. The world was different at that time. And now we fast forward to 2022. Cause I, I you know, some, I th- guess it would be three different transitions. You had the transition before George Floyd and COVID. Then you had COVID mm-hmm. and George Floyd. And then now we're dealing with post George Floyd and still in the pandemic, but with restrictions, involuntary, involuntary. Can you walk us through those different steps of your career and where you're at right now? So pre uh, George Floyd and and the crisis we had in our country, it was a lot going on. And this is a very unique industry Mm -hmm. in this in that the business model was similar to NASCAR. As you see folks wearing a lot of patches and a lot of different sponsors on their on their jersey, on their apparel and even on their vehicle uh, that they use, whether it's a boat or whether it's a. NASCAR car. So it's the same in that sense, but it's also unique in the sense that you see uh, little sprinkles of minorities uh, like myself uh, in the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, So it it can be seen as a very unique thing. But my job is to more so educate people on the history of fishing in America, because fishing in America goes through the hands of slaves in America, uh, where we were a part of fishing, right. especially African-American females. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that um, as it relates to fishing. So hence, that kind of leads me to my next point, which leads to my great grandma, mm-hmm. who is one generation removed from slavery, born in 1906, mm-hmm. um, taught me everything I know about fishing, but taught me the history of it as well. Wow. That's pretty amazing. So then you got into the COVID run. Did you did 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 COVID shut down the fishing turn the fishing circuit? It actually didn't. Because here's the thing, Rashawn, no one had anything else to do and could not do anything else but go outside. And mm-hmm. fishing was one of the things. As a matter of fact, the fishing industry exploded. Wow. They couldn't keep anything on the shelves, although everything was back ordered. People were fishing. More boats and engines were bought. And even to this day, the market is oversaturated with boats and people still trying to get boats, engines that are backordered because the remedy or, or at the time was just fishing. That's right. all we can do and be safe and still be COVID friendly uh, outside because you're six feet apart, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the only thing to do. So a lot of folks, there was a uh, over a million new license issued. Wow. Just because of fishing. Um, and folks who've never tried it, they decided to give it a try. And then you got a certain percentage of folks that stuck around uh-huh. um, to continue to fishing because they realize it's something that I missed and I should have been doing. And that's the thing about COVID. It was a lemonade that we were all able to make from the lemon of COVID. And what I mean by that is people were finding things that they thought they couldn't do. People were writing more. Books were written. Mm -hmm. People were fishing more. People were enjoying things that they didn't do previously because they had to do it. When you're forced to do something, it's amazing what the human spirit can do. Absolutely. So tell me, why do you have to have a license to fish? Well, that's a good question. And my dad asked me that question all the time. And I have to always (laughs) rectify that. You got to throw something back. Please, you can't do this to me. The reason is, is because if you did not allow or if you did not 
teach people how to rationalize or, or, or com- have conservation with fish, right. people will take as many as they could. I have seen times where people have caught 30, 40, 50 fish. Wow. For what reason? And a lot of times it's for their own ego to say, look what I caught. Here's a picture of all the fish that I caught. But if you did that and multiplied it times the people that fish in the world, can you imagine if we would have any resources left? Mm. There's Mm. places in other countries that they don't have the same stipulations we have Mm -hmm. where they actually, you know, take advantage to a point where almost extinct uh, some species of fish. So if we don't do that and learn to, you know, help reproduce the, the fish, then ultimately our kids' kids can enjoy the thing we love called fishing. So basically, by getting a license, it allows you to fish, but fish with, uh, with uh, some type of conservation in mind. You just can't just load up all the fish and walk out of there. Because somebody can come by and find you if you don't have a license or stop you from fishing if you don't have a license, correct? That is correct. As a matter of fact, it even goes further than that. Sometimes when you, if you have a boat and you take too many fish, they have the ability to take your boat, to take your tackle, everything. That's how important it is for you to know what you're doing when you go out and fish. Even if you're fishing on the bank, people say, well, I'm not, I'm fishing on the bank. I don't need a license. You need a license as well. And uh, senior citizens typically uh, don't need a license, but always check your state. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes uh, adolescents, maybe less than 10 or something to that Mm -hmm. effect, but every state is different. So you always got to check and make sure. I tend to believe to keep a lifetime license so I never have to worry about it unless I'm going to another state. Because at the end of the day, the worst feeling in the world that you'll never forget is to have an officer come and Find you, <laughs> yes. take you to court, or sometimes even take all your equipment, which that stuff can be expensive, mm-hmm. or even take you to jail. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. I'm speaking to Ronnie Green. He is the charismatic host of A Fishing Story with Ronnie Green. That show has won over 32 awards, and as well as a very elite. Uh, Tilly Awards for the um, the quality of the show, the creativity of the show, the program of the show, and when you're when you're an African American and you venture out into a world, I, I've worked for IBM, so I know that was a world where you know you look around, it's not a world that's populated with not African Americans like any corporate job is, and but you can be treated different. Uh, people can feel that you're unique, that you are able to be employed in that particular fashion. What is this? What do I? When did you finally get comfortable out there, Ronnie, being a very unique member of a very white group? I I would say probably when I was bass fishing. Mm -hmm. So you have different styles of fishing. There's saltwater fishing, which is out in the ocean. Right. And then there's freshwater fishing, which is bass fishing. Mm -hmm. And bass fishing is a very unique skill set. Because if you're bass fishing, most of the time you're fishing with artificial baits. And why is that important? Because if you have an artificial bait versus a live bait, fish prefer the filet mignon versus the imitation. So it takes a very unique skilled fisherman to imitate a live bait to force a bass to eat some of that. And bass fishing rules the industry. So I felt like if I can actually be successful in what rules the industry, bass fishing, by fishing bass tournaments, then I think... uh, 
it 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 uh, can turn into something big, not knowing that it, it it would. So how that happened was because of I spent more time fishing after right. I lost my mother. Surprisingly, you know, we we never expected it. Mm-hmm. And uh, ultimately, it was the same as like the COVID situation. You were forced in a position where you had to figure out how to get therapy. My therapy at the time, fishing every single day after losing my mother, was fishing. Had time to think, had time to reflect, had time to grieve, had a lot of time because I was out there by myself fishing. Uh, I lived on the lake at the time. Every single day, 10, 12 hours, sometimes not eating, just drinking a lot of fluids, thinking about fishing. And ultimately, because of that, it turned into a skill set that actually took a quantum leap and started winning tournaments. Right. Not knowing that the grieving process was helping me become more proficient at as a professional fisherman. And I started getting sponsors because I was winning. And then I started to believe that I can really do this. Then I started traveling around the country, fishing these big tournaments with some of the best in the entire world. Mm-hmm. And when you can actually win and get a check doing that, and then <laughs> sponsors notice you, you feel like maybe I can do this. Right. And ultimately it turned into something else. The TV side came about because of the nature in which that I communicated on stage in a charismatic manner. I would actually leave a little inspirational antidote mm-hmm. and then also uh, just give someone something positive to to talk about when most people would get on the stage and talk about all their sponsors. And everybody wants something positive they can hang on to and possibly marinate on later on. And ultimately I did. And then a, a producer came up to me and said, I think you could make a fantastic TV host and mm-hmm. the rest is history. Wow. Now you have like, like I go back to as a kid, you know, I uh, I was on the cane with the little cork putting out there, you know, the little Mark Twain moment, you know what I'm saying? Just watching the little bass. I think I was perch was what I was really catching all the time. So let's yes. let's let's go through this little education process because you said bash is the popular popular circuit uh, tournament. They have smallmouth bass and largemouth bass. I've caught both. Then I've caught catfish, which is, yes. ooh, you got to have gloves with them bad boys because they will yes, cut sir. you. They will cut you now. And then you have the perch and you have trout. I've caught all these things. So let's let's go what I call the fish that, 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 that scares me and that, that I have been cut grabbing this fish incorrectly is the catfish what makes yes. the catfish such an interesting is the delicacy on plates and restaurants especially in the south what makes that such an interesting and how you go about catching a catfish you got to understand a catfish a very slimy fish you don't see scales so scales is one thing and it's also in a sense a scavenger so it will eat any and everything on the bottom of the lake. Mm. So it also has on each side, as if I was a catfish coming out of each side by its uh, 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 gills, thorns. Right. It has a little antidote of poison. And then you have one coming out the back. So when you grab it, most of the time, if this is a catfish, you want to grab it from the front underneath mm-hmm. those thorns. And you never grab it from the back because the back is where that other thorn is. And you hold on to it pretty tight. There's a bone there as well. If you hold on pretty tight, it won't slip. Because mm-hmm. that's the other thing. Usually when it slips, it'll fall. It'll hit your toe. And you'll never forget it. <laughs> but it will remind you, never do it again. <laughs> and I've been there. Absolutely. My great-grandma and my dad, boy, what are you doing? <laughs> so at the end of the day, there were some tough lessons learned, but you'll never forget it because 
That was our staple of fish growing up, catfish. My great-grandmother, my dad, Friday nights at church, well, we eat so much catfish, I found out it's scavenging. Absolutely. And it, 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 like I said, that was my, my, my we go out there and I, I cut my hand up a many a day trying to trying to corral though. Because as a kid, you don't really know and you don't remember no. the lessons learned previously. And uh, you get cut up enough by that catfish, you're either gonna fear it or you're gonna learn how to pick it up. And now yes, and then at then perch, because I was always on the bank fishing with my little cork, perch. Explain to people what exactly is perch. So perch is related to the bass and we call them bluegill. They're also called shell crackers. So there's bluegills and there's shell crackers and some of them call them red ear. There's so many different nicknames for fish, Mm -hmm. but the official name is a bluegill Mm -hmm. and they call them perch as well. And they are also a good fish for bass to eat. Mm -hmm. So they're about a pan size and a pan fish is usually the size of your hand. Oh, they're so good. Mm, yes. Got to scale they're them off so now. You got to scale them off now. Got to get yes, that sir. knife and knock all those scales off now. Yeah, but I usually fillet them off. Uh, yeah. You know, I, you <laughs> okay, know. he's a professional. Yeah, but, but, I'm a little my, black my kid from the family, hood. They don't believe in scaling that. They say, <laughs> leave the eyes on everything. Let it look at you when you eat. No, sir. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I'm i talking to Rodney Green, one of my good, dear friends in the business that uh, is unique because it's a rarity to see a talented African-American fisherman he has a popular show called A Fishing Story with Ronnie Green that airs on all the Roku, the Dish, the DirecTV, all the, all the uh, show networks that you can stream on. It's available to get his show. And it's, before, I, I, don't want, I want to let everybody know, tell us exactly what A Fishing Story is, and then I'm going to get back to talking about the smallmouth bass, largemouth bass, and the trout. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to. 
where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation, so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second-grade teacher, and written by my husband, Clark, an eternal second-grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So A Fish's Story is a show that uh, walks people through a personal life of a person through the portal of fishing. So the highs and lows of life, and we've all had it. And at the end of the day, we see the highs and lows and see how people have persevered because it's always a very unique thing to see someone that have gone through the same thing you've gone through and ultimately have come out on top. And we, we highlight people that have gone through tremendous life experiences on a fishing story. And that's really important that people understand the motivation behind relaxing, relaxing. You know, we 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 live such a stressed life. And I, you know, you've been by my house. I have a little pond, five acre oh, yeah. pond behind my property. And that relaxes me, Ronnie. And when I, I don't care how intense it is out there, I get there and I just see that water, just the rippling. I just see some minnows out there. And I, I see the water swirl, either a fishing saw me or a frog saw me. They went the other direction. I see these geese landing and it's just yes. really relaxing. That is such a great a therapeutic moment out there for you. Is is something you would recommend to people to experience on a regular basis? Absolutely, Rashawn. I think it's it's something about we have a kindred shift to water Mm -hmm. and nobody can fully understand it and explain it. But at the end of the day, when we are around water and we go on vacation, even if just looking at water, there's something about it. Because if you think about it, not to get too deep, but Mm -hmm. our body is made up of majority of water. So it's a kindred ship because you're relating to something that is you're developed by your body is made up of. So I don't understand it totally. But at the end of the day, it has a therapeutic value that you can never put a price on. Yes. The fishing store hosted by Ronnie Green is on. You can catch it on the Outdoor Channel, World Fishing Network, NBC Sports Bay Area, and other Armed Forces Network as well. It's a very popular show that really takes you back. Like I said, I, you know, when I say came came pole fishing with the cork, Mark Twain, and you knew exactly where I was at right there. Yes, exactly. you know that's a classic yes, moment. Sir. Now let's go to what I consider the one of the prettiest fish is trout, trout fishing, oh, yes. and then uh, explain how you get that, and then we're gonna go to the largemouth bass and the smallmouth bass. Yes, sir. So trout is that's another very unique, beautiful species. There Mm -hmm. is a saltwater trout, what we call the ocean trout. Mm -hmm. And then you have the freshwater trout found in typically streams. So the beautiful streams where you see real shallow, clear water. And most of the time, the best way to catch a trout of that magnitude is through fly fishing. Mm -hmm. So that's another very unique skill set of fishing because you're using a main line. And you see the guys just whipping it back and forth. Mm -hmm. And that is so relaxing because you're around a lot of mountains. Typically, you're around a lot of... We were just in uh, Missouri up Mm -hmm. at Bass Pro Shops. 
um, doing a show with Johnny Morris. And one of the things we did was fly fishing. And it is so amazing to catch a, a fish on such a small little fly that they can see hit the water with all this moving water. And as soon as it comes by them, they hit it. It's wow. a beautiful thing. That's, 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 so it's just constantly just feeding it, just constantly just yes. feeding it into a certain yes. area. That's, that's, that's amazing. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Now let's let's go to the smallmouth bass, which I've caught, and largemouth bass. What is the difference between the two? And uh, what makes them such a great or popular circuit fish? They're both bass um, in the bass family. But the thing about a smallmouth bass, it lives in northern cooler climates right anywhere from northern alabama on up north and that is probably pound for pound the toughest fish in freshwater uh you can see they have a larger tail than what a a largemouth bass is and then they have a smaller mouth right much smaller mouth but big girthy body Mm -hmm. so they have a lot of, of stealth um, and lots of power. And you'll know when you have one on because it's the fight of your life, man. That is something else. And of course, everybody's favorite, the largemouth bass. Yes, sir. You know, I love them plus That's size. the one with all the uh, logos and everything, yes, all sir. the images of that, that then, swirl. Yes, sir. And the reason is that is the most, I guess, opportunist type predator in freshwater. Mm-hmm. You can have little baby ducks, and I have seen it in action, unfortunately, going along with their mother. All of a sudden, one will just disappear because the bass will hit them on top and take them under. Their mouth is so large, anything they think they can get their mouth around, they will take it down. I've seen them take baby rabbits that have fallen in the water. I have seen bass take anything that they think their mouth, frogs are a favorite of them, right? and of course, bait fish. So, and that's what's so intriguing about us chasing that green fish because you can trick them on top with a top water bait uh-huh. and up and hit it. And it's a beautiful explosion. It's an amazing fight. Or you can catch them on a crankbait. You can catch them all sorts of ways, but whatever it is, you can trigger those lateral lines on the side of his body, mm-hmm. her body. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, that thing, when it feels a vibration, it'll turn on it. And before you know it, it'll be on, on, on your line. And the thing is fast. People don't realize why is this person reeling so fast across the top? Right. They can go 12 miles an hour. Wow. That's a fast fish. <laughs> so that bass is something else. And that's probably why we chase that green monster. And it's like a $13 billion industry right. just chasing that green fish. So I, I, I got to ask, you know, when people they say, I want to be like Mr. Rodney Green. How does one get into this business? It is not an overnight process, but how does one start? It's a very tricky thing. And so there is no guarantees. You have to be very careful. I would always say to make sure you have your education before you do anything so you have a fallback plan. Um, But the way it typically works is you um, fish tournaments, local tournaments. There used to be saltwater tournaments, but they only have those larger, massive tournaments like Sailfish, and that's teams that have been together for many years. But on the bass side, you can fish your local tournaments in what is called the weekend series aba bfls or even the Bassmaster, which is what i still continue to fish and uh, keep my skills up so there are several ways to join it and and then you move up 
in the ranks based on how you finish mm-hmm. and you keep fishing. And some people move up and they don't want to leave. They just do it consistently. It's a tough road. You're on the road a lot. Mm-hmm. If you have a family, you're not going to see them a lot. It's similar to a military style of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot you must give up and you must be committed because there's going to be some days you literally don't catch fish. Right. That's the wow. nature of fishing. Mm-hmm. And that's why we love it because at the end of the day, you might get punched down and, you know, knocked out by the bass and you come back the next day and you TKO that fish, you know, before you knew it, you know, first cast. And that's why we love it. Well, if you've had some of my friends on the show, okay, yeah. I would be remiss if I left this show because I'm telling everybody, you know, me and Ronnie, I'm off air, I got to bring it on air now. Been with this brother a while now. Been by my house, fixed him breakfast. He caught fish in my backyard. Then, Lavelle Crawford, he been on the show. <laughs> Nephew Tommy, he been on the show. All these people been on the show except Rashawn McDonald. But I will not be a good host to talk about the experience that they had on your show. Lavelle Crawford, who we know is a, in the comedy terms, is a fool. He Nephew Tommy is a fool. Talk about yes, the sir. experience of fishing with these two gentlemen. They're very gifted in their craft. Now you got them in your craft. Yes, it, it's amazing because they are very good fishermen as well. Mm-hmm. Lavelle Crawford loves his bass fishing. I don't know if people look at his social media, but if you ever peek at his Instagram, there's going to be a bass showing up somewhere. Wow. He's going to be in a city. He'll find a little pond and have a little rod, and he will find a pond and catch him some fish, hold it up like, hey, I'm in Ohio. I'm over here at this <laughs> club, and I'm actually catching fish around the corner. That wow. is a person that loves and has a passion to fish. <laughs> didn't even know that. Uh, yeah. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then uh, uh, nephew Tommy, you know, I'm still waiting to prank him one day on some fishing. But <laughs> matter of fact, we'll be fishing together probably pretty quick. We talked yesterday uh-huh. and uh, he's an amazing fisherman. He loves inshore. We did an offshore shoot and mm-hmm. I tell you what, he we had it cooked on the spot and it was amazing. So mm-hmm. we had a chef on the boat and it was incredible. And of course, one of my closest friends is uh, Arnez J. That is a fool and a half. Oh, I forgot about Arnez J. That's way too yeah. much energy to be on the boat. That's way <laughs> too much energy, Ronnie, Arnez J. Too much. It was so, he has, and there is a little antidote there. There's a little trivia. He has actually helped me and hone my offshore saltwater fishing skills. Yes. So you're always learning something new in fishing and you'll never master the, the, the fishing game totally because so, there's so many different ways to catch fish. But he actually taught me a lot about offshore fishing. As a matter of fact, I'll be with him Monday uh, with four, uh, 14 uh, gentlemen. Uh-huh. bunch of us brothers get together man uh-huh. and we do this annual trip where there's fishing fun and fellowship on a 135 foot yacht and we have a chef and uh all we do is fish and of course we gonna clown absolutely so we, on sg that's the mo yeah. and, and he's a good athlete too and as well as nephew yeah. tom is a former track star as well so yes, sir. so you yes, had a lot sir. of kinship out there with these gentlemen but again a fishing story with ronnie green ronnie is always like a reminisce i i hope when i interview you man it's like a just a it's just a natural storytelling conversation when we have it on my show because you yes. are motivating you are special because you're 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 an effective talent, uh, well-known talent, a star in an area that not many people of our color are stars. So that makes you unique mm. and special. Don't ever forget that. 
And keep understanding yes, that when you come on my show, you're just a powerful motivational tool that I use to encourage others to say, you can do that too. Thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation Masterclass. Thank you, Rashawn. I appreciate it so much. Always remember, leave with your gifts. Keep winning. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. If you want to hear any of these interviews, always go to moneymakingconversation.com. Be blessed. <laughs>